how do you engage and inspire the most entrepreneurial generation of our time, Generation Z? This generation is disrupting the traditional ways of entering the workforce by choosing entrepreneurship over being an employee. In this episode, I speak with Julie Wang on embracing being a Generation Z agency owner and her insights on employing her generation. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Small But Mighty Agency Podcast. If you're a creative consultant or agency owner who wants to know what the roller coaster ride really looks like to grow your business from one to many, you're in the right place. My guest and I pull back the curtains on the realities of growing and running agencies of different sizes and what it takes to build a team. And if you're anything like me, you want more than the highlight reel. You want to learn from the mistakes of others so that you can stop short of making the same mistakes. I'm your host, Audrey Joy Kwan. I spend my days as a coach and consultant to multiple six and seven figure agency owners. For the last seven years, I've been behind the scenes helping people grow, lead and operate small but mighty agencies. Here at the Small But Mighty Agency podcast, we'll uncover what works and equally as important what didn't work to get these business owners to where they are today. Have you ever wondered what it's like to engage and inspire younger generations in your service-based business? Today, we're exploring Generation Z, those who were born after 1997. When I was growing up and exploring my business interests, my entrepreneurial role models were limited to my immediate family, my uncle. He had a successful bread bakery in Toronto that he sold. When I was young, being an entrepreneur definitely was not an established career path. I'm a hybrid of the millennial generation and Generation X. I border both. And what used to be a risky path for Generation X is no longer the case. Now more than ever, entrepreneurial role models are more accessible through social media. And shows like Shark Tank have inspired members of Generation Z to look at entrepreneurship favorably. If job roles aren't available, it's easier now to leverage technology to create business opportunities with low overhead. In this episode, I speak with Julie Wang about embracing being a young agency owner and her insights on employing her generation. Hi, Julie. It's so good to have you on the podcast. Let's start by having you share who you are and tell us a little bit about your agency. Thanks for having me, Audrey. Hi, everyone. My name is Julie Wang, and I am the owner of Tiny Planet Digital. We're a full-service, comprehensive digital marketing agency based in Vancouver, Canada, and we serve clients locally, across the nation, as well as around the globe. We really try to provide a holistic vision of digital marketing for all the clients we work with, mainly in the B2C service space. We also have a sustainability department where we work with businesses and nonprofits who are aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Thank you for sharing that. I wanted to connect with you because I know that you started your business straight out of college and there's so much I want to dig into. And I want to start by asking you, what inspired you to do that? What inspired you to start your business straight out of college? Yeah, for sure. So while I was in school, just that period of time, I experienced and watched the growth of tech giants like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and even like the rise of Uber and Lyft. And I really saw like what was possible 
and the potential in the field of tech and digital marketing specifically. I really wanted to be involved in an industry that's like, you know, exciting, growing and ever evolving at the time. And uh, I realized that in an undergrad business program at a larger university, like I went to, I realized that going to a larger university, uh, I was really well averse in business theory and big picture thinking, going to like an undergrad program there. But I really lacked hands-on experience, especially in this field of digital marketing I wanted to pursue. And I understood the jargon at the time, going to school, like CPC or PPC, you know, all these words. But if you actually wanted me to run a Facebook ad, I wouldn't know how to do it just from my degree. So I was quite concerned about my employability um, in that sense. So I took on a lot of freelance gigs as a marketing consultant, uh, as like a social media expert to help small businesses uh, with their website, uh, running ads and running their organic social media accounts in order to build my own portfolio and practice, you know, these practical skills. And in doing so, I learned so much about being a business owner and what it's like to, you know, service others in a service-based business. So yeah, I found that really interesting and that really inspired me to move forward with an agency. So good. So I'm going to move us backward here. And I want to know, how did you pursue freelancing? What were some of the things that you did that got you into the freelancing world? For sure. So I think the top point, however cliche it might be, is putting yourself out there. So no one is going to advocate for you aside from yourself. So today you can join a networking event and say, hey, I'm Julie. I'm a business student. I want to learn more about you. Or you can approach the situation saying, hey, my name is Julie. I uh, have studied marketing. I'm well averse in social media and websites. What can I do for your business and how can I provide value for you? So in that way, when you approach businesses, you're able to kind of elevate and provide angle yourself in a different way where you can provide services to them. So of course, when you start, a lot of it is friends and family and people in your inner circle. But the more you do it and the more you put yourself out there and position yourself in that way, uh, the more business will come to you. How did you know that finding a full-time job wasn't right for you and that you had wanted to start your own business? Yeah. So it's kind of multifaceted. While I was in school, I also worked at a local agency uh, that was run by someone uh, who was based in Vancouver, but the entire team was completely remote. And I learned so much uh, during my time with them and it really opened my eyes to the possibilities of starting a remote agency what it's like to have that kind of life and how to make it a career in your business. So at that time, I realized that, first of all, it's possible. And second, I have all the skills and knowledge to make it work as well. So that really opened the doors for me. And in working other internships and corporate positions, I knew it wasn't a fit for me because uh, I just felt like there was a lot of tension, off politics, and perhaps the organizations that I worked for, I wasn't as passionate about uh, or really connected with them on a value level there. In my experiences, I also couldn't find a suitable job. I don't know if I'm just being a little bit picky, but honestly, I didn't job search for that long. I looked around for only uh, about six weeks, and then I realized that in order for an organization to be a good fit for me, I had quite high requirements. 
And at every interview, I felt like I was really trying to sell myself. And then I felt like, oh, if I can do this for a potential employer, why not do this for clients as well? If I could, you know, sell myself there. Lovely. I really like what you've detailed here because it sounds like there was a lot of internal exploration. It sounds to me like there was a time when you were freelancing and that you've been picking up gigs and you did explore this idea of working full-time. You did look and interview for jobs, but you had a point of comparison in the sense that you had done freelancing and then you had done the job search and you realized for yourself at some point in time that, what am I doing? I could technically take my freelance business into an agency. What was that moment? Like, do you remember that moment when you decided that it was time to take what you were doing as a freelancer and become an agency? Mm -hmm, For sure. So, you know, obviously I started off as a marketing consultant, doing everything myself. You know, I was selling myself, my reputation, my image, and doing all the work myself. So I was the business and the brand and everything. I personally found being in that position to be a little bit repetitive in terms of what I was doing. And I felt very limited in terms of growth where, you know, I only had a certain number of hours I would be working in a week. And once that's maxed out, there was no additional opportunities for growth and scaling there. And that's when I started considering, you know, building a team around me and starting the agency life. And I really like working with people And part of, I guess, my appeal is that I'm a generalist and I found that it's better suited for me to be in an agency position, to be a business owner, rather than being like a solopreneur or a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit more about that. What do you mean when you say you're a generalist and that because you're a generalist, the agency model is more fitting for you? Yeah, for sure. So I do feel like uh, being a generalist, I like dipping my hands in a variety of different things, whether that's sales or marketing or operations or working with client services and things like that. I really enjoy the variety um, that helps me you know, enjoy my work a little bit more. So I did find that being in an agency situ- setting, I could kind of jump from department to department from different operations to find where I can focus my attention rather than, you know, in a freelancer setting, you have to focus in the settings that you're in. I want to take a quick moment here to clarify the definition of freelancer and agency owner. As a freelancer, you were offering your services solo and transitioning to agency for you meant broadening your scope of services and inviting other team members in to help deliver the services. So how long did you freelance for and how long have you been operating the agency model? So I freelanced for approximately three years while I was in school. And then agency, we've been around for two and a half years now. I know from our previous chats that you have been out of school for two and a half years. You came out of school, started your business and have achieved six figures. Not many graduates have that accomplishment under their belts. If somebody wants to gain insight from your experience, tell us about what you would do the same and what you would do differently. For sure. So things that I would do the same would be trust my intuition. Number one, I'm a very intuition-based entrepreneur, and I really do believe in that gut feeling and the vibes. And number two, I would have started my own business again and again um, if I get the chance to. 
And the third point that I would definitely do the same is seeking mentorship and support from other business owners and professionals. So really creating and developing a good support network for yourself. So that's something I find really important. And on things that I would do a bit differently is number one, seeing the immense value in myself, even as a student or, you know, a younger professional. And number two is definitely hire sooner rather than later. Yeah. Tell us about hiring. When did you start bringing someone in to your agency? Yeah. So I would say that I started trying to get help probably six months into starting my business. But at the time, I was not very equipped in that transition. So I actually had a quite a difficult transition between freelancer to agency because there's a lot of internal turmoil in terms of control, decision making, and how you would shift your mindset from, you know, I am the brand and the person, and this is my business, to letting other people in on the decision making process, on the deliverables, and giving up control and to your services and business that way. Did you know that I have a free team growth roadmap? Imagine if you didn't spend all day, every day in the weeds of running your business. That can mean more flexibility, more freedom, less overwhelm. I created the team growth roadmap to help my clients gain direction on the strategic systems and leadership actions for a streamlined business and a self-managing team to grow your business. Inside the roadmap, I share my compass method, an acronym for each step of the roadmap to get you out of the weeds of running your business and help you have a small but mighty team that gives you more freedom and flexibility. You can get all the details over at AudreyJoyQuan.com. That's A-U-D-R-E-Y-J-O-Y-K-W-A-N.com or click the link in the show notes right there in your podcast app. Back to the show. In the beginning, when you were a freelancer, what were the services that you were offering? So when I was a freelancer, I was offering organic social media management, Facebook and Instagram ad services, and website update services. So it was quite limited in terms of scope. As soon as you decided to bring someone into your business, Mm -hmm. how did your services pivot? So my services definitely increased in scope and scale just because I was able to bring in so much more expertise and team members to help out. And I was able to kind of execute my vision of having a very holistic digital marketing agency because a lot of clients coming to me as a freelancer at the time were kind of throwing things and seeing what stuck or they were really chasing trends and following industry activity based on you know what they think is popular, but it might not be suited to their business or budget. So they'll be like, oh, I heard this new thing like Periscope is really popular. Let's do that. Why don't we spend some money on this? And it was very not aligned to their businesses and how marketing should funnel into their sales processes. So I really wanted to create an environment where, you know, the business is aligned with their own sales and marketing. So in bringing in more team members and having my agency, I was able to offer a larger scale of services and, you know, essentially having more control over the whole process uh, of the marketing funnel and being able to guide the clients from start to finish, from top to middle to bottom of the funnel, instead of just doing very specific work that may or may not contribute to their bottom line. 
Julie, I know you're highly strategic. Tell us more about these strategic reasons for deciding to go the agency route. If you want, honestly, someone to just create something very specific for you, for example, monitor your email campaigns, then you know there's a lot of places where you can find freelancers to do so. But in having a larger team and working with an agency like ours, the benefit you get is everyone's expertise kind of condensed for your value. Because if you search on Fiverr or Upwork or anything like that, you can find someone to do something and complete very specific tasks for you. But then you don't get kind of the melting pot of ideas and innovation and really the value behind having a strong team. We want to kind of be your marketing consultant and team um, for the businesses we work with. As uh, Jen said, what is your thoughts on the world of work as it is now? Mm, great question. So I very, very recently had a really lovely uh, conversation with an instructor at my previous university uh, in a professional event. And she mentioned to me that a large agency had approached her to inquire about talent recruitment from a university like this one for specific agency roles. And how can larger agencies capture talent and be more attractive for students coming out of school? And personally, my answer was that these large and relatively academic universities like the one I went to, they provide a really good overview of big picture in business. You take classes on strategy, on leadership, and you learn about business in a very holistic way. And that kind of drive the students and the mindset of younger people to want to be able to access this big picture, holistic, strategic part of business. But when you do graduate and come to your job opportunities, the roles are generally very narrowly focused and specialist. You're expected to take on a role like email marketing specialist, social media specialist, or something that is quite small in scale and scope. And of course, this is not to say that there aren't opportunities to wear more hats at once, but I didn't find that to be very common and accessible coming out of that learning. So you learn about all these big things, but then you're expected to be very focused on one thing afterward. Mm, What you're describing sounds like a gap between expectations of students coming out of university. When you're coming out of university, you're learning strategies and leadership. In that way, it's the first expression of what a director in a business is doing. But as you enter the workforce, what you're asked to do is to be more tactical. And so when it comes to finding the right job, it doesn't feel like there's a fit for what you've learned or where you expect to be. Exactly. And often, you know, a lot of people in my generation, they get really frustrated or very disillusioned about the lack of impact they can actually make in a organization. And very soon, perhaps they feel like a cog in the machine. And I think it's that gap we talked about earlier that drives this kind of thinking. Do you see that happening in terms of your friends and people you've come out of school with? And if you do see that happening, what are people of Gen Z doing because of that? Yeah. So I would say a lot of people do feel that way. And in order to kind of assert more control and value in their own lives, most people I knew do uh, freelance on the side or have a hobby job or kind of a side job that's very popular right now in order for them to feel like they have more control over their lives. 
Do you feel like with the Gen Z generation that there are more people empowered coming out of school to start their own businesses as more so than I would say in the previous generation? For sure. I think it's more accessible than ever, especially with the access to internet and technology. And you're seeing a lot more role models in general, like you're seeing the possibility of success and the different journeys. And it's so easily uh, accessible and displayed online for people to see that, oh, I can make it too. Being young or being inexperienced is not no longer a barrier to entry uh, or even you know access to capital to start your own businesses. Uh, you can start a really lean business. And yeah, there's just a lot less deterrence in the way. What would you then say to other agency owners right now who do want to employ some of this younger talent? What would it take for these agencies to really be attractive to your generation? So for me personally, in how I work with my team and build my team, one of my focuses as their leader is to inspire them as my previous agency that I worked at has done for me. So that's providing mentorship and showing them what's possible for them and really empowering them to make their own decision and career choices and being supportive for them. So one thing we do at our company is actually everyone makes their own hours. There are certain deliverables and meetings, of course, you have to be at, but everyone uh, selects their own hours and chooses their own working time. I've noticed employing contractors, not full-time employees for agencies and remote work businesses is more of a norm. Contractors have less desire to convert into full-time employees, especially Gen Z, who view contracting as an opportunity to learn and then take the learning and build something of their own. It's that entrepreneurial spirit of Gen Z coming through. And what I hear you say is that your approach is to fully embrace empowering your team to be entrepreneurs and accept that for Gen Z, that is more likely than before the trajectory. Yes, for sure. So in our interview process, one thing we really value is their inclination for entrepreneurship because, you know, as a company, the average age on our team is probably like 25 or 26 years old. And this is something I really want our company to own. In working with our agency, you're working with the next generation of leaders who value um, doing things differently, being very lean and efficient, you know, the freshness and newness of innovation. So you want people who are always looking ahead, very driven, and it doesn't really matter if that translates to them starting a business uh, of their own down the line, but that's the kind of people we do want to keep around on our team. From your perspective as Gen Z, why do you think flexibility and fast growth are so important to your generation? Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. And I think part of it is gaining control over their own lives and their own narrative. Um, this is kind of a generalization, but very big picture. I do think as a generation, people feel very helpless about, you know, whether that's the housing market or the economic situation or even their career progression as people are retiring later and later. So they cannot see themselves moving up in larger organizations the same way people used to in the past. So the lack of control in all these aspects of their lives kind of drives them to seek out flexibility and control and empowerment in their own schedule, their own career and their own decisions. You know, they got to do something for themselves to kind of resolve that feeling of dissonance with the larger economic condition of today. And as a, a Gen Z 
owning your own business, what do you think has been the greatest challenge for you? That's a very good question. I think that's something I'm still trying to play with a little bit. I think one of the challenges in owning an agency was honestly my experience and my age in how I viewed myself. That was a really big challenge for me to overcome. And that's why I really want to you know, publicly state that you know, we're young and we want to own it because that's been a really big obstacle um, for us in terms of myself and my team in building that credibility and authority within the industry. What do you see for yourself and your business in the next year? Yeah, so... Actually, since COVID, we've seen kind of exponential business growth for our company, especially in the field of digital marketing. A lot of industries and businesses that previously uh, were not too focused on digital are kind of getting more and more on board with digital. And that's part of the clientele we serve, which is B2C services uh, that are going through digital transformation. So I do see in the next year, us growing our team, hopefully doubling our team size and servicing more and more client in the impact and sustainability space. This is I go. Julie, where can people find you? You can find us on our website, which is tinyplanet.digital. And you can also find us on social media using the same handle. Thank you so much, Julie, for your insights on Gen Z today. Thanks for listening to the Small But Mighty Agency podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. Or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging me at Audrey Joy Kwan.